Civics 101 is supported in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Civics, Civics, Civics 101. This is Civics 101. I'm Nick Capodice. And I'm Hannah McCarthy. And today we're talking FOIA. FOIA. Now, Hannah, you went to journalism school, right? I did indeed. I so, went to J school. FOIA is something that, if you're not a journalist, it does not probably feature into your everyday life. But if you're a journalist, it does? I think it does if you're a certain kind of journalist. Now, FOIA, do you know what FOIA stands for? I, th- I believe it stands for Freedom of Information Act. Yes. Basically, it allows you to access federal documents, public documents. Can anybody do it? Could we FOIA something? Yeah, anybody can do it. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Should we do it? <laughs> government agency. Let's do ATF. ATF. Okay. Okay. So this is easy, right? We're on FOIA.gov, F-O-I-A.gov. So whose email should we request? All right, who's the head of the ATF? Oh, here it is. Click the button, Hannah. Success! Your FOIA request has been created and is being sent to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. <laughs> so we're going to hear back in the coming weeks. All right. All right. So who are we going to talk to today about FOIA? Today is Jason Leopold. Mm-hmm. He's an investigative reporter for BuzzFeed. Oh, perfect. And I hear he's like the king of FOIA. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Do you have sort of a rough estimate of how many FOIAs you've done in your time? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, up to a little over 3,500. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. That's over the course of, let's see, uh, about nine years. I've sued the government about uh, more than 50 times. Yeah. Can we just start by uh, asking what the purpose of the Freedom of Information Act is? Sure. The, the Freedom of Information Act is uh, now a more than half century old law that allows anyone anywhere in the world to petition Uh, the U.S. government, various U.S. government agencies for documents. It's essentially just to keep a check on uh, the federal government, on what's going on behind the scenes. What's great about the Freedom of Information Act is that you can ask these federal government agencies for any type of record. They don't have to give it to you, but you get to ask for it. And uh, they have to justify the withholding of some of these records if they decide not to give it up to the requester. Hmm. So is there one big FOIA office or does every agency have their own FOIA office? Every government agency has its own FOIA office, correct. So who in the government can be FOIA'd and who cannot be FOIA'd? You can pretty much FOIA everyone who works for the government. I mean, the, every agency will try to get away with, you know, redacting the names of certain people. Um, the White House is exempt from FOIA. The Congress is exempt from FOIA. At the NSA and the CIA, uh, there's something known as the NSA Act and the CIA Act. And that is essentially what that means is that those agencies are virtually exempt from FOIA uh, because everything that they do is classified. What is the process on the government side when somebody submits a FOIA request? What do they do next? So that was actually, it's a good question. It was difficult to tell exactly what happens. And Mm -hmm. so it, it wasn't until I filed a, what I like to refer to as a meta FOIA, uh, which is uh, filing for the processing notes. So I wanted to know what happens after you receive my FOIA request. And what happens is, is that the, you know, the analyst gets the FOIA request. They send it out to the appropriate, they try, first they try to interpret it, right? They'll try to interpret, and that can be kind of dangerous. 
uh, if your request is not crafted clearly. They will try to figure out what exactly it is you want, where those records would be stored. Once they retrieve the records, then they have to then review those records to determine you know, if there's any classified information or any uh, information that should remain private. So the burden of proof is on the government agency to prove that what they would release would endanger the nation as opposed to you having to prove that. It's essentially not the burden of proof. They can simply just say it. The government agency can say, this will interfere with law enforcement proceedings. This will reveal sources and methods. And they don't have to say anything else. But the requester can then file an appeal. There's a process by which, you know, you can go through various steps. You can appeal. You can, you know, and through the appeals, you can tell that the agency, I want you to do another search, you know, uh, or you're providing them with additional information and essentially trying to get them to ultimately to release those records. A real incident that happened this week is I, I, I got a release of documents from the Secret Service. And in the disclosure letter, the Secret Service said, um, based on your appeal, we did another search and we found 234 pages of additional documents. Oh. So it's a tedious process. I mean, all of these steps by which a requester has to take to try and pry loose records to keep a check on the government, on actual government activity, is incredibly difficult and painstaking. So do you think that the process is sort of Byzantine and labyrinthine by design as a method to discourage people from submitting FOIAs? Uh, I don't believe that, it, you know, that any of these agencies or any of the people that were involved in the, in the crafting of the law were conscious of like, hey, let's make it really difficult uh-huh. uh, you know, to do this. I do think, however, one way in which agencies on the state level and on the federal level do make it difficult is through fees. A real example of that is during the um, during the protests in Ferguson, following the uh, the shooting death of uh, the African American teenager Michael Brown. I filed a request with uh, with police and with you know local government officials for emails and other records about their discussions about Michael Brown, and they told me that it would even before they con- could conduct a search, I had to give them a deposit of say about twenty five hundred dollars. Um, and we called their bluff. We said, okay, we'll give it to you. We gave them $2,500. They turned over nine, eight or nine emails. You know, they didn't give me a change from that, but from that, you know, from that, they, they justified why those eight or nine emails cost, you know, cost that much money. So most people just don't pay it. And in some instances, journalists, you know, because this is such a tedious process, throw up their hands and say, I'm not going to be bothered with it. Okay, we've got to take a quick break, but then we'll be back to continue our conversation with Jason Leopold. We're back and we're talking with Jason Leopold, an investigative reporter at BuzzFeed News about FOIA. Yeah, so we went on to FOIA.gov and we submitted a FOIA request, as we mentioned. So what we did is we said we want, and you can tell us whether or not we went about this entirely the wrong way, we wanted the deputy director of the ATF, uh, Thomas Brandon's, any Mm -hmm. emails of his containing the words New Hampshire and Hennessy. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Did you give a time frame? No. We we didn't. didn't. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So normally putting or, or trying to put in a time frame is a good way to simply speed up the process. And that is really key when it comes to FOIA is that 
there's a backlog. And the reason that there's a backlog, obviously, is that you have a lot of people filing requests, not just journalists. And, and to be clear, journalists make up sim- a sliver of the hundreds of thousands of requests that are filed each year. Most of those requests come from commercial requesters, people who take these documents and resell them. You know, it could be law firms, corporations looking for info on their competitors. Journalists are are truly just a sliver of, you know, of the requests that go in. Could you give me a hypothetical of one of those corporate interests? Because neither Hannah and I knew that. Like, what kind of thing would a corporation FOIA for profit? It could be information on, say, SEC investigations. The SEC actually gets a lot of requests from people who um, are looking for info on other businesses, uh, investigations, and reselling it. Essentially, it's it's become its own business in a way for you know for some for some investigators, researchers who will simply sell this to you know other corporations, sell this information on their you know maybe it's their competitors, maybe it's on. You know, the USDA, the FDA uh, often get uh, requests from commercial requesters as well. It, it, it really could be about anything. Now, I'm very curious. Of course, these governmental entities are law bound to provide information. Do you, well, <laughs> right, funny. ostensibly. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, do you have any sense as to whether or not a commercial entity who FOIAs something may be? more likely to get that in a timely manner than somebody who's going to take that information and give it to the public? It's a good question. Uh, no. Uh, I'm pretty confident that that journalists are going to get probably some precedent. And oh, here's okay. why. You can ask for expedited treatment of your request, hmm. meaning that, you know, dear agency, I want to get to the top of the pile, and here's why. I have uh, – there is an urgent need – to inform the public about actual government activity. Commercial requesters can't really do that, right? They can't ask for that because there's no there's no one for them to inform. Now, I pretended like I knew what you were talking about. Can you explain to me why you laughed when we said that government agencies are law-bound to respond to these requests? Because they never, ever adhere to the law. And the law, meaning the Freedom of Information Act, uh, it essentially states that, you know, follow the law, release these records, but there's no deterrent if they don't, right? Nobody's going to, one, be prosecuted. Nobody's going to be fined. Nobody's going to jail. Um, so they don't have to, and they don't. And, you know, some of the agencies that are so notorious for, uh, in my personal opinion, obstructing the law when it comes to FOIA, you know, the FBI, um, the FBI, and uh, – <laughs> oh, and the FBI. Well, why – why is it so important, though? Why is government transparency so so important to our democracy? I can hold up a number of, of uh, stories that I have written as a result of, uh, thankfully, as a, a result of some of the documents Please that do. uh, I've obtained by FOIA. You know, uh, for example, a behind-the-scenes look at how the CIA obtained the authority to assassinate a U.S. citizen abroad. If you want to see what was happening behind the scenes at Guantanamo, which was um, how detainees are treated, how they're force-fed, how uh, their conditions of their confinement. It was thanks to the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, prior to that, you know, this information was classified. How the Department of Homeland Security uh, placed agents secretly into protests in Baltimore after the death of Freddie Gray. That was thanks to 
you know, the Freedom of Information Act. Perhaps most notoriously, and it was my Freedom of Information Act that forced the release of Hillary Clinton's emails. That's a big deal, Jason. That was you? <laughs> that was me. Did you guys not know that? No. We didn't know uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, that was me. In 2014, uh, November 2014, I filed a Freedom of Information Act with the Department of State requesting all of Hillary Clinton's emails and other records. And I did so because it became clear that she was going to be the, you know, the Democratic uh, front runner for president. And I felt that it was important to provide the public with information about how our nation's top diplomat conducted foreign policy. Unfortunately, the scandal over the use of a private email server obscured that. And uh, as such, you know, never really had that opportunity to show what was in the emails and why they were so substantive and important. You're quite a navigator of the FOIA process. Do you think that it could be better? Do you think that there's a better way? Or do you like this process? Oh, there's always a better way. You know, the, the better way would be to streamline the process, right? It would be to hire more people, you know, who could work at these agencies processing these these requests. Another better way, um, that when you want to send a, a, a FOIA request to the CIA, that you don't have to send it via fax. Hmm. Um, oh. You know, the CIA, you can either mail it or send it via fax. Wow. Fax machine. Sometimes, by the way, their fax machine is broken. Uh, and uh, you, you're, you're stuck literally finding a stamp and mailing it. So with some of these agencies, it, it's a matter of just bringing them into the 21st century and saying, accept this request via email, process it that way. Is there anything that you want the world to know about FOIA that maybe we don't already? FOIA is an incredibly powerful tool. Uh, it is the way in which we can keep government agencies you know, on their toes and let them know that uh, there's a check on their power. And I think that uh, more journalists, more members of the public should utilize it. And uh, uh, it's critical to an informed democracy. That's my soapbox speech about it. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Uh I think that's it. Thank you so much. Jason, thank you. This was great. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for the the invite. I appreciate it. That was Jason Leopold. He's a senior investigative reporter with BuzzFeed talking about FOIA. And that's it for Civics 101 today. Our show today was produced by Ben Henry, and our executive producer is Erica Janik. Our staff includes Jimmy Gutierrez, Justine Paradise, and Taylor Quimby. If you've got questions about the government, you do not have to fill out a FOIA request to get them. You can just ask us. Our website is civics101podcast.org, and you can email us at civics101 at nhpr.org. I'm Nick Capodice. And I'm Hannah McCarthy. Civics 101 is a production of NHPR, New Hampshire Public Radio.